0: The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoy with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Boning Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net.
1: Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's
0: Chris Yao. Good morning and welcome into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Gone and Joint. I'm Chris Yao. Joined as always by Mo Patton and Coach Mike pushing buttons and clicking mice and whatnot. And
2: and Illustrious potentatin. Oh, exactly. Yeah, what,
3: whatever that involves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <There we go.
0: laughs> that's that's the important part, really. Uh We've got intern two back in the studio, Lawson Smith in the house. Happy to have all of our friends and listeners on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. As we come to you from the Lee Company Studio, which is right here on the banks of the West Seventh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in the front porch sports headquarters of Kennedy Broadcasting, and we are glad to have you with us. We've got a lot to talk about today. We have a fantastic show as we get former Columbia Central boys basketball coach Hal Merle on the line to talk about his new gig. Uh, He's got a good one. Uh, Josh Corey from the Tennessee Titans Community Relations Department. He is the director of that department. And we're going to talk about big news out of Nashville and Williamson County yesterday. Uh, as Charles Pulliam told us on Tuesday, the uh, TWA and the Titans are teaming up for girls' flag football. So we'll talk about that. In the second hour, of course, we're gonna talk about the Braves. The NCAA is talking about expanding the football playoff, and they're not they're not doing this uh gently. <laughs> they're not gonna to expand to six and then maybe eight. No, we're just gonna do it all at once. We're just gonna go twelve and be done. Well, I mean, I guess all these folks been screaming for expansion,
2: expansion. Okay. Let's go. Let's yeah. Money so, talks. Hey. Yeah. It'll There's never a lot of the revenue.
0: You'll hear me say this in the next hour. There's never and no such thing as too much college football. That's all I'm saying. All right. So, big show. Got a lot to talk about. But first things first, I and normally this segment is reserved for lighthearted banter and and talking about our lives and whatever the heck else is going on but we i, I refuse to get any farther than right now and not talk about post 19 <laughs> last night at Columbia State and the ridiculousness that was one of the umpires
3: Oh, do I need to have my dump button ready?
2: <laughs> uh, it's
0: on him. It's on him. I
2: mean, you know, to be fair, he's not wrong. But oh, I, I've never. Uh, you know, it's no. So I, did, I wish I'd got to give see him, it just because
3: being a former ump myself, uh, I'm, I'm probably more critical about him than I am. That's
0: this is exactly know. where I'm going. Umpires already have a tough job. When you have umpires and officials like the one that we saw yesterday at Columbia State in this American Legion game, it the makes first it harder.
2: American Legion game of the season for both teams, which and means that you're dealing with players who have not played competitively for a minimum of two weeks, maybe three weeks to a month.
0: Exactly. And – Clearly, these umpires were also not ones who were uh, – Working high school f- balls. Work, well, no games. They, they certainly weren't working playoffs. And if they were, we need wow. better umpires. That's what I'm telling you. So, here's the situation. Dawson Hargrove on the bump for post-19. As you said, he's not pitched since the District 11 AAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's throwing around the plate. I mean, it's it. it <laughs> could be it, if it's not a dinner plate and it has corners. He's throwing strikes. All right. This is last night. My dad would have been in the crowd. This ain't a dinner plate, blue. It's got corners. You can call them. Now. Hargrove is frustrated because he's not getting calls that he probably should be, especially considering that it's the first game of the year, and. It's been raining and we're supposed to play a doubleheader. So, all of these factors combined, <laughs> all our powers combined, <laughs> mm. Captain Planet, uh, you'd think that an umpire would say, guys, neck to knees, chalk to chalk. If you can hit it, you better be swinging because it's a strike. No, no. As you mentioned, Mo, and, and Mo has a, a, a a very small cell phone. It's not a big cell phone. He said, The strike zone's about as big as my phone. And Hargrove is frustrated. So he is walking back with a scowl on his face. Umpire who is standing behind the mound because there's a runner on first. This
2: is the field umpire, not the plate, not the umpire, the plate umpire who plate is, umpire. is
0: making the calls. The field umpire who's standing behind the pitcher's mound because there's a runner on first and second. He walks. Up to And there's
2: a runner on first and second because he's walked one and hit one, I think. So Yeah,
0: I, I don't know. Which is part of the frustration there. So the umpire loudly, in front of God and everybody, starts telling him that, you know, we're not gonna have this attitude out here. You clearly don't wanna pitch today. All this, that, and the other. And My frustration with that is, as an official, you don't big time a kid like that. You go up to him, you talk to him. Me and you, if you're going to talk
2: to him at at all, all.
0: if there's any reason to talk to him, which there wasn't, that's where you use up to the coach in between
3: innings and say, "Hey, your your boy's about to get out of control. You need to go calm calm him down." Yeah,
2: that's who you talk to. The little coaching that I did in summer ball. I don't want you talking to my kid. Talk to me. Talk to I'll the coach. I'll talk to
0: my kid. Yeah, that's correct. Especially you, when, it's a, when it's a 17, 18-year-old kid. Well, right.
2: especially when you're taking it upon yourself to to chastise yeah. my kid. Loudly. Don't talk to my kid. Loudly. And, yeah. you know, to Scott Beasley's credit, he didn't take that tack because he's way, way, way a better coach than I am because that's the conversation we would have had.
0: At, no, no question. So anyway, Hargrove throws a curveball that was as perfect a curveball as you can throw on an, uh, on a two-two pitch with two strikes. This kid better be swinging. I mean, it was it was a strike, one hundred percent. Hargrove's walking off the field. <laughs> Calls it a ball. The next pitch, another ball. Hargrove walks back and says to himself under his breath, "This that's is BS." And he gets tossed.
3: Just, just a little mind minority, not a minor question. Excuse me. Which way was he facing when he mumbled that? Away from the away from the home, home plate umpire. I mean,
0: what are you gonna?
3: That's again. So, warn the coach. Find a subtle way to warn the coach, but, yeah, don't show the kid up because all you so got to do is stir up.
0: He gets tossed. Hargrove gets tossed. Two-thirds it, of an inning, As starting he, pitcher. As he walks off and hands Scott Beasley the ball, he goes, well, it is BS. And he wasn't wrong. <laughs> so, anyway, that guy needs a new hobby. Um, I, I think they both
2: need a new hobby because the plate umpire with his – Scatter shot, strike zone, kind of started the entire situation. Well, yeah,
3: no question. Yeah. What what is he doing during all these conversations? Just standing watching. He's just standing behind the plate. Saying nothing.
2: Uh, What's he need to say? His field umpire's got his back.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, okay, as a former umpire, yes, you have each other's backs. Not quite the way that happens. No. No, that's not the the way it should happen. But at the same time, you know – I don't that's yeah, that I that's scenario just just the fact that he addresses the player all I'm verbally saying, and out in front, like you said, out in front. That we, that's, we all that's not know a good, that's not a good look. Not a we good
0: all know here that I'm not afraid to say something to an umpire. <laughs> <laughs> and the frustrating part is because I I am an official I know how hard of a job it is, but that's not part of the job. That's you being a jerk. And I'm not here for, I I will defend you as part of the job. I will defend you on judgment calls. I will defend you on rules. I will defend you on anything other than that. (laughs) Things that make you, that that you are inputting into the game that do not belong there.
2: That don't have to be there, don't need to be there. Have no business there. I mean, that's – again, that's just a conversation that none of it
0: needed I to mean, take I mean, Dawson's – when I turned around and said something about the umpire to Dawson's mom, Dawson's mom like, hey, he probably deserved it because <laughs> he probably was talking. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The kid was frustrated. He wasn't yelling. He wasn't – He wasn't glaring. He wasn't talking to – Anybody. Either of the umpires. He just was frustrated – whether it have been with himself or with the umpire it doesn't matter because he didn't go up there you know like a batter will will talk to the umpire or, you know stare the umpire down or, or Freddie will laugh or whatever he didn't do any of that he he got the ball back from the catcher and walked back to the pitcher's mound now he had an attitude on his face really he had an attitude on his face uh, Lord yeah
2: one of the things I, I was got reprimanded for every attitude oh, yeah. i had on my was about face. to say that one Ooh, of the first geez. things you're trained as an
3: umpire at least i was when i was first trained about it was to learn to subtly de-escalate the issues you know the emotional issues as opposed to well he certainly know, did not you know, you don't you don't address now you you maintain control you stay in control of the whole situation but you learned it you know, like you said, you subtly you ease up to the coach in between innings. You uh if you're the home plate umpire, you call a timeout and brush the plate off and tell your catcher, you better go have I don't a conference.
2: Think this guy had a brush for one thing. Yeah, he well. did not. I think he just has a superiority <laughs> no. complex. Yeah. Or something the uh, the like that.
0: home plate umpire did not have a brush. He did not brush the home plate the entire time I was there, did he? He, kicked he, kicked it off he once. Kicked it. Well, he was um, there may be another reason. I mean, if nothing to else,
3: to have a chance to talk to your cat, you know, talk to the catcher, say, hey, go talk to your yeah, pitcher before on. he gets himself in sure. trouble. You know, and, and
0: so many <laughs> things they could have done yes. other than what they did. Yeah. What he did. Yell, yell yeah, loud enough at this kid that you he don't didn't become do. the focus. And that's what he did. Yeah. So, anyway, that was frustrating. Post nineteen gets a seventeen to five win. They scored seventeen runs and had eighteen. Walk- How many out walks did they have? They had sixteen walks. They drew six- sixteen walks. They had six hits. Seventeen runs on six hits and sixteen walks in a summer league game in the middle of the week,
2: <laughs> where the umpires have made themselves a the focal point of the ball game. Jeez, in a summer league game. <sighs> Because everybody came to see them. I mean, I certainly did. We got a picture of one of them on the website at (laughs) sm-tnsports.com. The the
0: guy you want to talk about, he's there. Uh, I I mean, that was, matter of fact, that was during that conversation that he decided to have. So, there's also a story on the website of the game. So, check it out, sm-tnsports.com sm-tnsports.com where there is full coverage photos and a story of the post-19 game from last night taking on Huntsville's post-237. Yeah. So, there you have it. That's my my rant for the day. I'm done. So he says. For now.
3: (laughs) At least for this 30 seconds, right?
0: Yeah, at least for this segment. We're, we're, we're no, no more rants in this segment because we need to give you the rundown. This is the rundown. In
2: Tuesday Baseball Action... Columbia Post 19, Seniors defeated Huntsville Post 237-17-5. At the major league level, it was the Braves 9, the Phillies 5, Los Angeles Dodgers 5, the Pirates 3,
0: Orioles 10, Mets 3, and Marlins 6, Rockies 2. The Houston Astros defeated Boston 7-1. It was the Brewers 5 and the Reds 1. Tigers down the Mariners 5-3. It was the Nationals falling to the Rays 3-1. The Giants defeated the Rangers 9-4, and the Yankees bested the Twins 8-4. The Chicago White Sox 6,
2: Toronto 1. Well, the Blue Jays won. I don't know where they're playing. Uh, The Indians defeated the Cardinals 10-1. It was the Angels 8-1 over Kansas City. The Athletics 5, Arizona 2, and the Cubs with a 7-1 win over the Padres.
0: In NBA playoff action, the Jazz defeated the Clippers 112 109. 76ers got the best of the Hawks last night 118 102. In the NHL playoffs, Tampa Bay 2, Carolina 0. The uh, Carolina Hurricanes have been eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, darn, you hate to see it. <laughs> Vegas Knights, uh, with their third win in this series in a row, they take a three-two lead with a three-two overtime win last night over the Avalanche. And in women's college world series action, Florida State with a game one win over Oklahoma,
2: eight to four. Goodness gracious! Today's Major League Baseball schedule has Atlanta continuing their series at Philadelphia. That game is a six oh five start. Can be viewed on Bally Sports South. It can also be heard on our sister station, 103.7 WKRM-FM, pregame beginning at 4.50. At 7.10, the Blue Jays play at the White Sox. That game will be viewed. Uh, can be viewed on ESPN+. Plus. And on ESPN at 8.30, Kansas City plays at the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim.
0: In NBA playoff actions, the Nuggets and Suns take the court at 8.30. That's on TNT. In Stanley Cup playoff action, it's the Bruins at the Islanders. An 8 a.m. puck drop on NBC. Uh, what? Puck drop? 8 win 8 p.m. Sorry. <laughs> I wish it was 8 a.m. We could be watching it right now. 8 p.m. on uh, NBCSN. And the Women's College World Series tonight on ESPN. Oklahoma and Florida State game two of that series at 6 o'clock. Florida State can clinch its second national title coming out of the loser's bracket after losing the first round. Uh, They did that again in 2015 as well. So there you have it. That is your Wednesday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee sports today. When we come back, we've got former Columbia Central Boys basketball coach Hal Merle, who is taking over the Forest Lady Rockets. So stick around on the southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint this is the lee company studio we'll be right back to it right after this
1: keep your home as comfortable as possible if you have any issues with your air conditioner electrical or plumbing systems call lee company our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity
0: And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com.
1: Here's Mo and Chris.
0: Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Glad to have you with us here in the Lee Company studio. We come to you live from just off of West 7th here in, in Columbia. Lawson's over here just pushing buttons. He's like, you know what? This looks fun. Let's do that. It's okay. I feel you, man. I do that sometimes too. Don't feel like a that. kid with a new
2: toy over here, huh? Let's, it's fun pressing what if,
0: buttons. What, what if we, we do say? this? <laughs> what happens? Why does it say don't press it? What happens if you do? I mean, that? If you do, yeah. <laughs> What's this red button thing mean? It's it's always fun here at uh, the in the front porch sports headquarters of Kennedy Broadcasting Company. Uh, we are glad to be here. Uh, Twenty seven minutes past the hour. If you missed the first segment. You definitely want to go back and listen to it on uh, the podcast, sm-tnsports.com. Catch the rundown on the website as well a little bit later today. Now, one of our favorite parts of the week is when we get to talk about From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill, located at 4384 Nashville Highway, just next they're, they're in the same building as the gym. It's like an L-shape. So now serving breakfast. Definitely want to get out there and see Renee and the fine folks of From the Heart Cafe. And they're proud sponsors of Coach's Corner. And this morning on Coach's Corner, we're going to stay in Chapel Hill as we welcome in brand new Forest Lady Rockets basketball coach, Hal Merle. Coach? Good morning. Welcome in. Thanks for joining us.
2: Hey, thank you. Glad to be here, guys. Um, Hal, have you made it to From the Heart yet?
1: <laughs> I have not, but it's funny you say that. I was checking out the local spots uh on my way in to practice the last couple of days and it's on my list.
0: It needs to be high on your Trust list. Trust us. And what and whatever thank us later. And whatever <laughs> dessert she has at one o'clock in the afternoon that's get coming it. out of the oven, get it.
1: <laughs> Got <Gotcha>. you. <laughs> I will, I will put that on my to-do list.
2: Absolutely. Uh, and be sure and tell Renee that, that Chris and I sent you. Um, all right,
1: I will. Does that give me a discount, or am it, I going to get charged double? You uh, might get charged double, yeah. actually,
2: so maybe not. <laughs> no. Be careful. No, R- Renee and I went to high school together back in another life, so um, she does a great okay. job over there. But um, and, and folks will be looking for likewise from you after, what, two years at Dixon County? Is that right? A three. I was actually
1: there for three. three. Two is the head, one is the
2: system. That's right. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm always fascinated how when when basketball coaches switch over from coaching one gender to the other. Now, I think uh-huh. you've got girls basketball coaching in your background as well, but what what prompted that this time around?
1: You know, I, I actually had been looking to do that for the last, I don't know, four or five years. Uh, you know, I was just ready, uh, ready for a, a small change, if you will. You know, ultimately the game's the same. Uh, emotions are different, you know, and you're dealing with different personalities, but the game, uh, it's the same game. Uh, you know, you still got to box out and execute and run your play. Uh, one thing that I missed about girls basketball was just their attention to detail. Uh, I feel like uh, the ladies will come in and do what you're asking them to do to the best of their ability. And, uh, a lot of them aren't watching the NBA finals and trying to bring what Tyree did in the night before and bring that and implement into practice the next day. So that's one thing I'm looking forward to, to be
2: honest with you. It's it's funny that you say that because um, I was discussing with another Chapel Hill resident, John Wilde. We were yeah. talking about um, Chris Carney's move from Mount Pleasant boys to Camden girls earlier this mm-hmm. spring. And, you know, obviously, John is I think one of three coaches in the state of Tennessee to have won state championships in both boys and girls, and Correct. and he was talking about Carney's attention to detail being one of the things that he thought would stand him well in making that transition. So, uh, is that is that kind of a backhanded slap at the guys? At the uh, and I I know clearly that they they typically depend more on their athleticism than, than the right. girls do. And I would imagine that's really the the point that's made with that.
1: You know, no, I I don't. I think the game has changed so much. Uh, even since I started coaching and, you know, I, I battled when John Wild was the boys' coach at Moore County and he and I, you know, are going way back. The game's just changed so much. I mean, you know, there was a time in boys' basketball where, you know, you would actually run a set, and there was actually a, a thing called a post player, and he would actually get down there and post up, and you'd run your offense around him. But now the game has changed so much, and everybody wants to shoot the three, and everybody's flying, and everybody thinks they can shoot the three, that, uh, you know, I, I think it's almost turned into uh, an AAU-type deal for some teams uh, because that's just the way every kid now feels like they need to play is to be able to face up and go out and shoot the three.
0: Yeah, I, I'll tell you, coaches. I can remember back as far as when I was four or five years old. You know, my dad would be coaching other park teams, or my uncle, or whatever. And it seemed like even in you know, the fifth and sixth graders, the first thing they do, they pick up a basketball, they step up to the three point line and fog it up. And there's no reason yep. for that. <laughs>
1: like, and, and they can't even get it up there with good form. But that's just the way the game's. Uh, it, it's kind of gone that way, especially with boys basketball for sure. Uh,
0: it's it, it's the the days of the Princeton offense and the backdoor cuts are are long gone. I haven't seen a good one since I played at Huntington in my freshman year with Justin Babian from Moore County, by the way, who ran yeah, who ran yeah. that offense to perfection. By the way,
1: <laughs> yes, you know stuff like that's hard to defend, but at the same time. It's hard to get kids to buy into doing stuff like that because they don't want to play that way. Uh, they want to get up and down and rip and roar and run, and they want to implement the Euro step into what they're doing. You know, and there, there's a time and a place for some of that, but I mean, it's just like it's uh, uh, it's just the main point of emphasis now uh, w- with some people.
0: Now you uh, and and I'm just I'm going off of hearsay because coach I I don't know much about you at all Uh, obviously I've I've only been in Tennessee for four years so um, (laughs) but you have a daughter going into high school at Forest is that correct
1: no she's actually we're zoned for Summit we live up in Thompson station and she's going to school at Summit she's a softball player and a tennis player Uh, and I have a fifth grader as well who's still in elementary school at Bethesda Elementary
2: okay softball and tennis
1: Softball and tennis, yeah. She, uh, how do you play two spring one... sports? <laughs> yeah, well, you know the beauty of that is uh, um, she's going to have to decide. There in middle school, tennis was a fall sport, so she was able to do both of them. Mm. Um, and so that's the decision she's going to have to make. Uh, you know, and they both tried basketball uh, one year. Neither one of them really enjoyed it. And I, you know, I wasn't going to make them play. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't what they wanted to do, and. You know, I loved it. I actually played baseball in college for two years at Martin Junior College in Pulaski when it used to be a junior college. Um, You know, so I I have a love for the softball and baseball as well. So I'm happy with whatever decisions they make.
2: So what's what's your thought? Martin Junior College graduate on UT Southern as of next (laughs) month.
1: Well, I think it's just – honestly, it's a financial decision. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to a financial decision, just to be perfectly honest with you. Um, You know, you hate to lose some of the history and the heritage that you had there with it being Martin Methodist. Uh, But as with change in America, uh, I I don't think there's – there's only a few things we're able to hold on to with our history. and uh, Unfortunately, that's going to be a thing of the past, I believe.
2: Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with – Forest girls basketball coach Hal Merle um, here on Coach's Corner presented by From the Heart. Hal, um, you'll be the third Forest girls basketball coach in three years. Uh, does that concern you or the school administration or, or anything like that, just the the unsettled nature of that position here all of a sudden?
1: You know, it really doesn't. Uh, I'm I'm close with Coach Gene, who who left the position a couple of years ago, and I knew that was a family decision for him to get out, uh, raising young kids and being an hour away from home. Uh, And you know, uh, Coach Bishop, uh, he decided for whatever reason was best for him uh, to to step away. You know, I I have a lot of close friends here in this school and in this county, um, and you know, I just feel like it's a good place to be. I, I started coaching at Cornersville, you know, a long time ago, and we battled with Chapel Hill and, and just keeping up with their program through the years. I mean, they have a great athletic program and a great tradition here. Uh, I I feel more sorry for the girls. I mean, they've got three different voices in their head. Uh, Coach Gene was telling them one thing. Coach Bishop was telling them something. And now I'm coming in and telling them something different, you know? So I I feel I'm, I'm more sorry for them than anything. Just in the fact that, you know, they don't think so uncertain. Hey, is this guy going to be here? Uh, He's not telling me the same thing. The other guys did, but um you know, I'm here as long as they'll let me ha- stay around, and um, I've, I've enjoyed my few days here. We went to camp the last couple of days, had a, had two good days at camp, got a lot of work to do, but I've got some young ladies who seem like they're willing to put the work in, and I'm excited to get going with them.
2: Yeah, I'm a little I'm a little curious, Hal. You went to camp the last couple of days. You got tryouts today?
1: Yeah, see, all of this was set up when I got here. I met the girls last Friday, um, and we had a little introduction session Friday morning at 10. Uh, thank goodness uh, my two assistants um, were able to kind of run the girls who were still in the program through some drills. So we went ahead and uh, kept our obligation to go to camp at Eagleville, and uh, I let my assistants completely handle all of the offenses. I had absolutely no idea what they were doing. Uh, um, And then I tried to handle everything on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, So today and tomorrow we're going to try to, open it up to anybody that may want to try out and uh, and get ready to go. And then we got to go back to camp again next week.
2: Where are you headed next week?
1: Uh, we're actually heading back to Eagle uh, Again, I'm just kind of inheriting this schedule, and uh, we're just going to do the best we can with it right now and kind of hit the ground running.
2: Your familiarity with Forrest, as you said, you coached against them when you were down at Cornersville. Both of y'all were Class A programs at that time. Forrest has since moved up. Um, right, right what do you know about the district and the region that you're going to be in next year, particularly with the move to four classes?
1: Well, you know, to be honest with you, uh, with it being a four-team district, and that's the way it was at Cornersville when I was there, uh, you're automatically in the region, um, which is good and bad. I mean, it's good to know that you're automatically going to get to go to the region, but at the same time, I feel like that's something that it's a postseason spot that you need to earn, and sometimes, uh, you know, I don't want it just being, oh, we're in the region already. We're not going to focus in on making postseason play. Uh, you know, I, I know that uh, community and Cascade are solid programs. I'm not that familiar with Grundy County. Uh, I'm sure I will become very familiar with them here in the near future. Uh, you know, I think our region is something that we can compete in. I feel like year in and year out, you've got a lot of athletic uh, teams up in Nashville, but they don't have a deep tradition of girls basketball in that area. Um, you know, I know it's a different dynamic, a um, lot more athletes. Uh, then we're gonna have to deal with on a nightly basis here but i just feel like it's an opportunity that we can um we can at least line up and compete and, and represent our district well in our region
0: yeah as you talk about you guys are in the eastern half of the state i mean you you're you know you match up with region three if if you get out of that that region tournament and then it just gets into a a a wild bunch of teams. Uh, th- this this four classes has been a real monkey wrench into the world of of geography, has it not?
1: <laughs> uh, it actually has, you know. And again, I, I I feel like it's all based on money. Um, you know, I, I honestly I, I wish whatever they decided that we could have whoever our football teams play, our basketball teams, and our baseball teams play. That's the way it was in Alabama when I was growing up. I just Amen. feel like it, you know, it it, it it gets rivalries going. You know, y'all beat us in football, but you know what, we're going to get y'all in basketball or volleyball or whatever. I just, I, I think it just has a rivalry to it. Um, but, you know, it, again, TWSAA, I, you know, not knocking them, but, you know, when you got six football state championships, it just creates better revenue. So um, it's all driven revenue-based, and um, that's the decision they made. And I, I do feel like it's fair. Are a little bit more fair. Uh, you know, it's hard for a single A team to compete with some of those numbers. You know, at the cutoff line, with teams who are almost double A. Uh, you know, it, it's hard when you've got uh, four or five hundred extra kids in a school building to choose from to compete against those guys.
0: There's no question there. I mean, uh, now in Alabama. I also grew up there. We we have a lot more schools than they have here in Tennessee, uh, and I guess that's that's, true. so. I guess that's why they're able to do the six classes. But I agree with you. I mean, it's nice to have some rivalries, uh, football and basketball, et cetera. So, I'm sure right. you know build those with scheduling, I guess, and uh, also moving up to Class Two A next year is uh, Summertown and Loretto. Any chance you uh, may be reaching out to them for some games?
1: Well, our schedule is already set. Oh, um, of I, I think in the near future <laughs> that that's something that we would want to do. I mean, because you know, if you I feel like if you want to check yourself real quick, and you know, if you want a championship caliber program, you know, I think history will tell you that you're going to have to be able to beat teams like Summertown and Loretta. Um, you know, I, I I know that Coach Gene has taken over that program and will continue to do a great job with it, and Coach Tips over at Loretta and uh. Uh, really good programs so I, I I don't think we're ready for them yet uh, but that is definitely a uh, a goal for us is to be able to to get to their level
0: that's a, certainly a great goal to have <laughs> no question there let's yeah. see Nick, Nick Campbell has commented on our uh, he said it do you need any Kenny Chesney stickers for your new office he left plenty for me when I got to Columbia
1: <laughs> well, you know, I wanted him to feel at home, uh, you know, and uh, I always try to listen to some Kenny Chesney. It, re- it relaxes me, and it takes my mind mentally away from whatever I'm uh, going put, through at the time.
0: Put but you yeah, on a if beach? he
1: has something to offer up, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> put you on a beach somewhere. Maybe he's
2: got Absolutely. some. Maybe he's got some socks, Hal, because I know your sock game is second to none.
1: It. My, I feel like my sock game is on point, and I have uh, already. Uh, Purchased a few more for this upcoming season. I've got me a, a new uh, pair of kiss socks uh, with all their faces on there, and um, you know, I'm ready to rock those over here in Marshall County this upcoming season.
0: And that's going to be fun, Coach Halmer on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with us this morning. Coach, thanks so much for taking some time, and uh, good luck this season. We will certainly be paying attention.
1: Hey, thank you guys for reaching out, and I will definitely check out this restaurant. <laughs> do
0: so, <laughs> please do. That was. <laughs> Hal Merle on the Parks Murder Sales Hotline on Coach's Corner, brought to you by From the Heart Cafe. Uh, (laughs) Nick said he's never seen Merle in anything but flip-flops because he's on a beach somewhere listening to Kenny Chesney. It's okay. I don't don't blame him. I'm just saying. Uh, But, uh, yeah, From the Heart Cafe, again, located on Nashville Highway right there in Chapel Hill, uh, right before you get to Henry Horton. So if you're coming from Columbia, take the right at the end of the road and turn right before you get to – If you get to Henry Horton, you went too far. You've gone too far. Turn around. It's on the way back. (laughs) On the left. All right. When we come back, we are going to uh, visit with the Tennessee Titans Community Relations Director, Josh Corey, as he's going to discuss the girls' flag football pilot program that will take place in Williamson County this year. So stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We will be right back to the Lee Company studio right after this.
1: sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today.
0: Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Glad to have you with us here on the show as we come to you live from the Lee Company studio in the front porch sports headquarters of Kennedy Broadcasting in Columbia, Tennessee. Happy to have you with us here from Brentwood to somewhere between... Etheridge and Lawrence County before the static gets you. All the way from past Hohenwald to Tullahoma, you can hear us. So, happy to have you with us if you are listening. If you're scanning through the dials and you want to hear some uh, good sports talk, keep looking. But if you want to hear us talk, uh, you can... We're amateur professionals. <laughs> we we are that.
3: Tell <laughs> hey, our topics are great. Profes-
0: okay, the topics are amateurs. great. The, the, yeah, the, yeah the, that too. Yeah. All I know is that we have the best guests of any radio show in this area. Period. And this segment is no different. But first, me to tell you that this segment is brought to you by our friends at Columbia Academy.
2: This segment is brought to you by Columbia Academy. They're scheduling appointments for visits. You can find them online at cabulldogs.org. They have campuses in Columbia and in Spring Hill, so be sure and check them out. Again, that's cabulldogs.org, Columbia Academy.
0: And now on the Parks Murder Sales Hotline, we have Josh Corey, the Tennessee Titans Community Relations Director, as they made a really big announcement earlier this week. And we are happy to have you. So, Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us.
4: Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Josh,
2: um, it's been a week for big announcements out of the Titans, I guess. First with the, the Julio Jones trade and, and now with um, you guys and the, um, I guess, Williamson County Schools partnering on a pilot program for girls' flag football that the um, TSSAA will certainly be keeping a close eye on.
4: Yeah, well, that's certainly our hope. It's been a big week for us uh, in uh, it, it, with the Tennessee Titans organization. And, you know, the addition of Julio Jones is going to be a great thing for our football team. And, and uh, you know, uh, also yesterday, like you mentioned, we announced that we're starting a pilot program uh, with uh, – Williamson County Schools, with the goal of hopefully getting the uh, the TSS-A, TSS-A-A on board to sanction Girls Flag as a uh, as as a program here in a couple years.
2: And I think, Josh, that this is something that in this area you are uniquely um, able to discuss because you were on the ground floor as Girls Flag football was initiated in Florida and has since been, um, sanctioned by the state high school governing board down there. Is that correct? Uh,
4: yeah, that's correct, Mo. Um, so I was the, I was an athletic director in Florida, uh, for, for several years. And, uh, you know, during the time that we brought on uh, girl's flag as a high school sanctioned sport, it started as a recognized sport with FHSA and, uh, took about three or four years, and then they sanctioned it just like every other sport. And uh, when I left there about six years ago, uh, it was our largest, in terms of participation, it was our largest uh, sport on the female side of things. So uh, it's it's an excellent sport. Uh, It's it's exciting to watch and gives girls in our area an opportunity to go participate uh, in something that they haven't had the chance to you know, at the interscholastic level before.
0: Speaking of the Parks Murder Sales Hotline with Josh Corey of the Tennessee Titans, community relations director there. And the Titans and Williamson County are basically doing the same thing that the Falcons have done in Georgia. You guys are going to take care of all the expenses pretty much for the first year.
4: Yeah, so we we are working with Williamson County on, You know, helping. You know, know, one of the biggest hurdles to clear and one of the biggest barriers uh, to be able to implement new sports programming uh, for schools is, of course, the cost. And so, uh, you know, we're going to be able to try and help offset some of those costs with, you know, um, the outlook that the school district eventually will will take that over. And uh, you know, but but we're providing the opportunity. You know, we don't want that to be a barrier to access for the girls to be able to play. So, yeah, we are we are supporting that and trying to ease the financial burden of, of these athletic programs and adding a new sport to, uh, to, to, to their athletic department.
2: Currently, there are five states that sanction girls' flag football. Alabama, I think, becoming the latest a couple of months ago. Um, and I guess they're going to do it for the upcoming year, but... And again, I think the Falcons were involved with that move, but Georgia, Florida, Nevada, and Alaska, the other four states.
4: Oh. Alaska, imagine that. Yeah. Go figure, right. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. you you are correct. We we our hope is that we are uh the sixth state to, to bring girls flag in as a sanctioned sport by their state's governing body and, and so that's our goal, you know. Uh Recently, uh, we added a female scouting assistant who was, uh, to, to our personnel department, who was the first full-time female scouting assistant in the league. And of course, uh, Amy Adams Strunk, our owner is a female. So, you know, we, we, we look at opportunities for everyone and we want to be inclusive of everyone. And this is just another branch of that philosophy for us.
2: Speaking on the parks, motor sales hotline with Josh Corey of the Tennessee Titans, um, who will be heavily involved in this girls flag football pilot program in Williamson County, which apparently will begin play in March of 2022 with a, um, six week, eight game season, according to Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald, who was on with us yesterday morning prior to the, the press conference announcing this. Um, and, and I guess Josh, the Question in my mind is, what sports will these girls be coming from? I I would think, you know, softball and track would kind of lend themselves to those type athletes. And this new sport coming possibly at the expense of some other sport. I I just don't know that there are that many athletes athletes running around schools that aren't participating in spring sport athletes that would be participating in this. Now, obviously I could be wrong, but I, I just think that's interesting how the trickle down effect of introducing flag football, particularly in spring.
4: Well, Mo, you're, you're rarely wrong. So uh, (laughs) Uh, you don't know me that well, Uh, but uh, yeah, so, the goal for for anytime you add a sport is to kind of uh, breed new participation and so obviously that is a concern it was a concern in florida for us when we implemented it uh down there we don't want to pull from other sports uh we want girls who maybe not uh are, are currently active in participating in athletics those are the girls that we would like to target however uh we also believe that 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 kids should be able to play a multitude of sports and not just be sports centric and focused on one particular sport. Um, So uh, we went through this same thing uh, in Florida and you know, you have that, that's where the coaches come in. The the coaches of these spring sports, they have to be willing to do what's best for the kids and they have to be willing to work together. And uh, certainly if there's a, if there's a girl that participates in softball or track and, things like that, that, that the coaches uh, in those sports will work with the flag football coaches to ensure that they're doing what's best for the kids and, you know, give those kids the opportunity to participate in multiple sports if, if they want to. And th- that worked pretty well for us uh, down in Florida. It, it does cause a, a little bit of a, a scheduling um, conflict at, at, at some times, but it's not something that we can't work through. But, yeah, our, our number one goal is to, is to have these kids be able to participate in as many sports as possible, and hopefully we will pull in a new audience uh, of, of participants with flag football.
0: One quick question before we let you get out of here, Josh. Uh, I know it says that the, the rules and whatnots are kind of still being deliberated, but uh, is this something you guys ex- expect to be an, eight, an eight-man team? Type thing, or with with three yes, linemen, sir. or something like that.
4: Yes. So, so what we're going to try to do is, uh, you, you're exactly right, Chris. Uh, we uh, we don't have a, you know, like like in football or basketball, they have a set of rules that are pretty much the same no matter what state you go to. Uh, they are usually uh, put out by the NFHS, uh, mm-hmm. and that's the governing body for. Uh, sports across the country, and uh, so we want a similar things. So we're going to work with the TWSWA in partnership with uh, with reigning champs, who is the NFL Flag uh, company that kind of oversees uh, yes. NFL Flag. Uh, so we're going to work with them to try to get something that's consistent uh, with other states that have already implemented it, and you know, with the hopes of more states coming on board and then us being able to get rules that are consistent. But uh, usually this game's played with uh, seven or eight players. And, uh, you know, as we kind of work through some details, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll figure out which direction we want to
1: head with
0: that. All right. We'll be looking forward to it. Josh Corey, uh, Community Relations Director for the Tennessee Titans, joining us today on the Parks Murder Sales Hotline. Josh, thanks so much for taking time. We appreciate it. Absolutely, my pleasure,
4: and uh, enjoy listening to the show. You guys have a great day.
0: Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, talk about the NCAA football 12-team playoff. Is that going to be a thing? We'll tell you what we think about it on the other side of the break. Stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back to the Lee Company studio right after this.